You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Hit your neighbor high five and say, you're going higher. Say, the devil has missed road. He can't mess with you because God is up to something. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. If God be for me, who can be against me? Look at somebody and say, no limits. Look at your neighbor and say, no limits. Say, I'm unstoppable. Say, I'm on fire. Hit another neighbor, high five. Wow, wow, wow. Let's see something in the book of John, chapter number 11. uh, In the Passion Translation, let's read verse number 38 and 39. And then it says, Then Jesus, with intense emotion. With what? Intense emotion. Listen, the kingdom of God, the Bible says, from the days of John the Baptist... Until when? Now. It suffers violence and the violence shall take it by force. In the kingdom of God, there is no gentility. (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say, there's no gentility. (laughs) The violence shall take it by what? Listen, I know we all have different temperaments. But there are no calm devils. Do you know in in the temperament of of evil and wickedness, everything is intense. So you can't say, I'm the quiet type, please, I don't like noise. Heaven is full of what? Noise. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Somebody make some noise. Wow. Pastor Sam, you started this thing. You got to finish it. <laughs> okay, by the way, uh, it's a joy to be here. <laughs> I really want to appreciate my friend, <laughs> the, uh, Apostle Dr. Um, <laughs> Alan and my sister from another mother. Uh, what's her name again? Pastor Janine Berg. <laughs> please, Holy Spirit, please. I've got, I've got notes here. Please help me. Help me. I hope you're praying. You notice I've left there and anything can happen. Tell, tell somebody when he leaves, when, when he stops being a doomini, something is about to happen. Hallelujah. In the book of uh, Psalms, chapter number 30, verse 5. Psalms 30. You know, I know the technical people have my notes and, and they want to follow the notes. Can I create the Holy Ghost notes? <laughs> Sometimes this thing is not helping. Let's just follow the flow. <laughs> Amen. So it says, let's look at it. Uh, Psalms 30 verse 5. For his anger is for, for what? For a moment. His favor is for what? For life. 
Weeping may endure for what? A night. But joy comes in the morning. I came to let you know, you may have been crying. You may have been frustrated. But I'm telling you, God is not angry with you. You are special to God. God is mindful of you. He will bless you coming in. He will bless you going out. And if God is working on your behalf, all things will work together for your good. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't care what you think about me. God is happy with me. God is happy with me. Now, your husband may not like you. And he's looking at another lady. Your wife may not like you. And she's looking at another man. Because he's got BMW, be my witness, I haven't finished paying. It doesn't matter. If God is on your side, if God is working for you, everything will work for your own good. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout fire. If your shout is louder than your neighbor, your miracle will come faster than your neighbor. The Bible says in the book of Psalms 102 verse 13, look at what it says. You will what? Arise and have what? Mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time. Somebody shout Kairos. Say my season is now. My time of breakthrough is now. My time of progress is now. The thing about babies in the womb is that they lay quiet because they are waiting for the right time. When the season of change comes, even what was working against will start working for. Honey, you don't have to cry anymore. God is mindful of you. What the government may never get to do, what your boss may never do, God Almighty will come in and change what nobody can change. Am I talking to somebody here? Can I prophesy? Somebody, you know, some people when they hear, can I prophesy, they think go deeper. We're not going deeper here. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is working everything for your own good. In the book of Pro, uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter number uh, 29, verse 10 and verse 11, it says, after 70 years be accomplished, I will visit you and perform my good word. For I know. Somebody shout, God knows. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm going through. But I want you to know, neighbor, God knows. God knows. God knows. And that's why when God knows, he knows the right time, the kairos time of your promotion, of the breakthrough, of the open doors, of the favor, of the release. When God starts working for you, nobody can work against you. Hallelujah. For he says, the set time to favor her, yes, is now. 
Now, Psalms 30, look at verse number 11 and 12. Look at Psalm 30. Is it fine if I preach from my spirit? Next time when I come, I'll do the notes. Is it fine? Is somebody here to have church tonight? Are you here to have church tonight? Look at your neighbor and say, your, your quietness is giving me a concern. You look like you're a suspect on what's happening here tonight. Pastor God, Apostle, Apostle, please calm down. You don't know what I've been through. <laughs> look, at, look at verse 11. You have what? Turn for me my what? So if he is turning your morning to what? To dancing, then you don't have a legal right to be frustrated tonight. If God is swinging around, is turning your what? Your morning into what? Dancing. I mean, you just get to work on Monday and they hand over a letter of saying that the company is closing down and instead of worrying and crying and whining and complaining, you've turned for me, my burning into dancing. You turn for me, my morning into dancing. Hey, you know what? Hey, wait, 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 wait. Can we do church tonight? I... Some of you, you are 35 years, but you are already living, coming to church and operating on retirement mode. The Bible says he renews my strength like the what? The eagles. Hit your neighbor high five and say, God is not done with me. Let's get back. Let's get back to. Can I turn it back? Somebody say, this crazy 67-year-old man. You know what? Listen, life can be tough if you let it get on you. And that's why I don't let life decide what I do. I, I, I like being excited. Even when everything is falling apart, I make up my mind to go by what the world says. For God is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it, will he not do it? When they tell you that, you know, you will never make it, you never pay the bills, you never have the house. They told me in the bank, when I turned 60 and I was still renting, and they said, I went to the bank and they said, you are too old. You have retired. You are an investment risk. They told me it was too late. I walked out of that bank and I said, thank you, Jesus. You've renewed my youth like the eagles. And I said, because he said, we shall owe, owe no man nothing but love. So I walked out of there and I said, I'm going to show to the devil. I'm not only going to own a house. 
at over 60, but I'm going to own the best house wherever. I, so I decided I'm not going to get choked, uh, you know, with houses where you've got your face all around and you want to pray and say, hey, hey, stop, stop. I want to be able to shout, hallelujah. And so when it was time to give, for God to do, you know, when God does something, he makes sure it is not something that can be compared with what a man does. It is never late with God. God is always on time. I came here this night to say to somebody, it is not over until you win. It is not over until you win. You are in Claremont. You are in power. You are in city. Wherever you are, you are watching online. It is not yet over until you win. It is not yet over until you win. I'll tell you, I'll finish the story. Sit down. Why were you standing? You come to church, they have chairs, sit. You know, when anybody ever watched an action movie, it's different from a, dict a dictative movie. It's different from science and fiction. It's different from which other one? Comedy. Where's well, the depressing one? Drama. Drama. Romance. Is it romance? Drama. Did you say drama? Okay, but I mean, the way he pronounced it, that, I thought he said Roman. <laughs> and so the movie starts and it goes on and then fire everywhere. Bridges coming down and, and everywhere is blood. And you wonder, what's going on? What's going on? And you're all walked up. Your adrenaline is rising. Your head and everything. You're wondering, how's it going to end? And you see somebody is inside the fire. And the fire brigade trying to save people. And there's somebody that is still trapped inside the building. And then you keep wondering, what's going on? What's going on? Listen, honey. The main actor never dies. You are God's main actor. It doesn't matter what is happening with the economy of South Africa. You are God's main actor. God will make sure he will provide all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The time when everything looked impossible to get a house past 60. I wish I, I knew I was going to preach like this, I would have sent you the, 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 the video of the house. So you see, from renting and renting and renting, somebody shout suddenly. Shout suddenly. There's a suddenly coming your way. 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 Somebody shout suddenly. Why should a child of God, a child of the king, live like a beggar? Your father is the creator of heaven and earth. He got everything covered. 
And he created the world in six days and never took an overdraft. And everything he created since then, nothing can deplete it. Don't listen to the lies of these globalists that tell you the earth is falling apart. There's no food. What did David say in the book of, I almost said the book of David. In, in the book of Psalm chapter number uh, 37 verse 25. Uh, uh, Psalms 37 verse 25 says, I have been young. Now I'm old. I've not seen the righteous, what? Forsaken. No, his children begging for bread. It doesn't matter what happens with the economy. A righteous man does not only live, does not only survive, but he lives an inheritance for his children's children. For his children's children. I'm telling you, you are the light of the world. You are a city on a hill. Whatever is happening in South Africa, you are not supposed to be a partaker. You belong to a different kingdom. Your daddy, your father owns everything. Your dad is the maker of heaven and earth. The earth is the Lord's. Psalms 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Including the people inside it. Psalm, uh, Jeremiah chapter number uh, 31. Look at verse 16. Jeremiah 31. Can we preach together? Lady, God is on your side. Mm. When a typical South African woman says, turn from English to her local language, you know that God is good to her. Give me that scripture. Jeremiah 31 verse 16 and 17. Don't say the Lord. Refrain your voice from weeping. And your eyes some tears. Why? Why? For your what? Somebody, somebody shout, God will reward me. Say, God has not forgotten me. Say, you may forget me. The government may forget me. My cell leader may forget me. But never God. Your husband may forget you. He may even forget your birthday. He may even forget your anniversary, but never God. God knows everything. He knows the details. And that's why you don't have to worry, because God knows. Refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. Look at verse 17. There is what? There is what? Hope in your what? Future. Says the Lord. That your children shall come back to their own what? Border. Everything you have lost will be restored. Relationship that you lost shall be restored. People that left you are coming back. Business partners that walked away from you, they are coming back. Whatever has been stolen from you, God is causing there to be seven times restoration. Seven times restoration. Seven times restoration. My story. When it was time for us to have a house, 
Oh, you thought I forgot. <laughs> God did not just give us what people thought people of my color need. Because some people use their color to decide that they belong to a shark. Money doesn't know whether you came from Zimbabwe. There, there are dollars that are different from Zimbabwean dollars. Look at your neighbor and say the exchange rate does not affect our kingdom. They can raise it to 50 to 1. They can raise it to 200 to 1. We are living with divine, under a divine economy. My God supplies how many? All. Somebody shout all. Shout what? Shout all. The next time you enter a restaurant, don't eat from the right. Eat from the left. People that think that their God is broke, they eat from the right. They don't like it, but the price. Eat what you like. God will pay the bill. When God called us to go to Namibia, I told my family a night before we left, we were short of two tickets, and it was now Sunday, few hours to go to the airport. I said, everybody come, let's go to the airport. We're going to queue up there on the queue. God sent us, and when God sends you, he pays the bill. I didn't call me. Why should I bother? Your child that you had or you have that came out of you, did the child have to come out and, and, and ask for you to provide? The child knows you brought me forth. It's your responsibility. That's how we must be with God. He cares for us. The next day, I went somewhere and I was doing bye-bye to the people just finished ministering before I left. I was pulling my car to leave and then Usher came and said, Pastor, Pastor, stop. The pastor is calling you back to the office. Got to the office. I said, I'm in a hurry to go to the airport. Got there and the pastor said to me, look at this man. He, he, I don't know him. He came to this church for the very first time and he, 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 he got born again that morning after I preached. And I just told him that you're going to Namibia as a missionary and he said, I should call you back. So I got back and sat there and the man said, I've got a uh, thousand American dollars traveler's check. Will that be of any use? I relaxed, I said, of great use. <laughs> All my hurry, I suspended my hurry. I took my time. I bounced and I said, I, I mean, I didn't let him know I was desperately in need. You know, when God is supplying your need and you know it's God doing it, you don't have to pay homage to men. You will appreciate them, but you're not going to make them feel as if without them, it couldn't have happened. I said to him, yeah, we're going to Namibia. We're going to Namibia. <laughs> Back to the story of our house. Oh, you thought I forgot? This will encourage somebody here. That is not too late for you. God will provide. Maybe you have mortgage and you don't know how you're going to pay. You just lost your job 
God wants me to use this story to tell you that house, he will pay for it. God will take care of everything that you are owing. I see people here becoming debt free in the name of Jesus. And suddenly, a friend invited us. That was during COVID. And we went to America. And the, we got there just to attend the conference. I wasn't even called to preach. I wasn't invited to preach. First of all, he flew us in. He sent us a ticket. And the ticket, uh, the money for the ticket was 200,000 rand. And when I saw that, my daughters said, Daddy, you can start you know, keeping that money towards your house. <laughs> but buy an economy ticket. You know, we always think God cannot afford it. We need to help him. And then suddenly I felt, but that wouldn't be integrity. He sent money for, for a, a first class ticket. Why should I go take economy? Because I want to save the money. I even didn't have money for economy. But he provided for... So why should I... And maybe God wants to lift my standard. Because you know how it is. When you are flying 18 hours to America and they choke you and, and you're trying to eat, especially during COVID. It's bad. Poverty is expensive. That's why when you enter the plane and you are flying coach, with all your anointing and your fire, they stop you. You are more in number, but they don't care. They know your, your number cannot overpower the people in business. So they stop you. No protest. And then all the other people, some of them don't even believe in God. They'll go and sit down. And the funny thing is that they start serving them while you're still hungry. So we entered. They paid our way. We went first class. I'd never flew first class. I'm telling you, the devil is wicked. The way he punishes believers. We serve the great God, but we are in the economic class. When I sat there, I looked around. Even the tongues I was speaking changed. When you are poor and broke, even your tongues will be broken. That's why you notice some people are praying as if Jesus is still in the grave. But when they are blessed and they are flying first class, it's different. Even the way they look at you, they look at you calm. You talk to them, they answer you gently. But a poor person is, is angry. Well, why, why are you talking to me like that? What did I do wrong? Some of you like trouble too much. So, I, sometimes I would just get up and walk around. And they didn't know this was my first time. I wanted everybody to know I'm in first class. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, don't feel guilty. Yes. 
when God starts to lift you up. When God sees your faithfulness, he rewards faithfulness. The Bible says, don't be weary while doing good. Because in due season, you will reap if you faint not. God is not unjust to forget our labor of love. God is a rewarder. And today, to the glory of God, that trip that we just went to attend the conference, before we left, our friend said, first of all, he, he said to my wife, you, you need to go and shop. And he put an envelope in her hand. And we got into the bus that was taking us to the hotel. You know, when an African goes to America and they give you an envelope, you want to check what is inside. <laughs> so I wanted to check and, and start the calculation into, that time it was 16 to <laughs> the rand. So I was, you know, when, when you kind of peep. <laughs> but we were in a bus with so many people. So I, I wanted to open, but so I just, you know, just the little part, just to kind of glance, and I was almost trusting the Holy Spirit to count for me. <laughs> and we got to the hotel. I mean, we opened, and we wouldn't even wait to do anything. We just, we counted, and it was 10,000 American dollars. And they said for shopping. So my wife said, split in two. Before you buy microphone for the church. This time is for us. We have been sowing to the church. Now is time for us. Gave her 5,000. I took my 5,000. And you know, the lady would take the 5,000. And if she is from, from the township, she will hide it somewhere. And still come for your own. I, I know some of you, you don't know that. But a typical African lady... Everything is a purse. Every, you, you think it, it's, it's not just what you think it is. It's a purse. Some, when you see them and you think, oh, how come she has such a big size? It's not the thing. It's the money inside. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know this is the children's church is far from here. That's why I can say what I'm saying. Before we left, I, I, I'm now on red. I need to finish. Hit your neighbor and say, let's pray for the pastor. Let's pray. And so, what was I saying? $10,000. No, I've gone past $10,000. $5,000. No, I even went past that. Okay. So, before we left, my friend just said, God told me to get you a house. Now, when you have a friend in Soweto tell you he will get you a house, start checking the sharks and knock, you know, uh, which shark is he eyeing? <laughs> oh, Kaulisha. <laughs> but when you have a, a friend in America, Lord have mercy. And we were given 3,000 American dollars. So we went and I said, I have suffered enough. All these black faces I have seen, they are enough. 
Actually, we have too many blacks, we can export some of them. When you get into a township where people are struggling with no money, everything you see is black, black. Hey, hey, where are the other people? Uh, wait, where are the people? All you see are just the teeth, the teeth, the teeth, the teeth. So I wanted a different place. <laughs> so I went to a farm just within the city, 20 kilos away from the city, and got me 6.7 hectares and started building. And I made sure every Africana that has been there for 30 years, my house will be better than them. Because it took me long and I'm serving God. And I said, they are serving the devil. And so if I tell them, come to my house, they will have a reason to come. Then I'll preach to them, cast out the devil. When you come, you will come to that house. I'm standing with the, the story building and I'm looking around. I said, it pays to serve God. After retirement, God says, I'm blessing you. Can I say to somebody as we're about to close, it's not too late. God still remembers your faithfulness. He will reward you. He would, I was speaking to George uh, and I was telling them that where dad and mom, their peak is your starting point. Because they had to battle it. They had to stand in faith. They had to believe and everything was working against them. Why should your children battle the way you battle? It's not right. You've They've suffered with you and now they must reign. And they take the reigning to another level. And you know what? When God starts to bless you, you don't have to apologize. I mean, before we used to all be crumbed in one car. But after I told my daughters, you're going to have your own car. And Maranatha likes the best. I said, you can have it, honey. Oh, but it's too much money. Too much money to who? Your dad has, owns the cattle on the thousand hills. What you don't use here, you can't take to heaven. So and it's not about materialism. It's about understanding, as you said, covenant and our place in God. And I see God lifting somebody here. That God that showed up for us when we were busy with the building, and he got to a state and they said there was no more money. I said, Lord, you started. Yes. You will finish it. And I'm telling you, like a joke. Spoke to a friend. I didn't, he wasn't even asking him. And he, I just sent him a photo of how far we've gone. And he asked, sent me, he, he replied and said, so how far? I said, this is the picture. And he said, uh, do you have enough to finish? I said, we're trusting God. He said, just tell me the amount. So I sent him the amount and he gave beyond the amount. God is not broke. God is not stranded as it has to do with your healing, your deliverance. Whatever you're trusting him for, that God is a faithful dad.
He's here tonight to meet you at the point of your need. Please don't give up on God. Don't throw in the towel. Don't feel like it doesn't pay to serve God. It pays. I tell you, it pays. And it's not just that. But we can go on and on and tell you testimony after testimony. But time will fail me to do that. But tonight, as we are about to pray, as we are about to pray, I don't know who is that person that's feeling like giving up, like letting go, like throwing in the towel and saying, I've done everything I know. The Bible says, after all the doors were locked, then came Jesus. They said, you came too late. He's already four days dead. He says, roll away the stone. What is the obstacle? What is that thing that is standing as a blockage? It's never late with God. What the doctors say is impossible. Dr. Jesus said, it's already done. Have faith in God. Whatever you believe, and you stand on the word, two immutable things. It is impossible for God to lie. Why will he start with you? Never. The doctors say it's over. But Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I'm the life. That business seemed to be all gone, dead and gone. But like the woman who was a widow, about to lose, after losing her husband. About to lose her two sons. But one day's encounter. She was told, what is it that you have? She despised it so much that she didn't even know she had something. She said, I have only this little oil. It's enough for Jesus to start with. The little lad in the wilderness. They said, send them home. It's too late. He said, but what do you have? They said, we've got nothing. Accept this little. Your little, God wants to start with it. And he will rebuild that business. He will raise that hope that is lost. Please, honey, as long as you are still having breath in your lungs, there is hope. There's hope for a tree that even when it's cut down at the smell of water, it will sprout again. Rejoice not over me, my enemies. Though I fall, I shall do what? Rise again. That marriage will rise again. That business will rise again. That relationship will rise again. That joy will be restored again. Am I talking to somebody here tonight? So Father, we want to say thank you. Lord, you had to change my message because of somebody that needed to know you are faithful. That you're not a man that you should like. You're not the son of man that you should repent. Have you said it? Will you not do it? Have you spoken? And will you not do it? Will you not make it good? So Father, we want to thank you that in this atmosphere, you're touching people. You are assuring them that it is never late. And that you are busy working even when they may not see and at the appointed time, what you've been working behind the scenes will manifest. Yes. 